Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Kimmel and Cox, your source for all things entertainment. I'm Keith Cox. I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, Dylan Kimmel. Dylan's got a new look today. I do. I do. I, I, I did shave my head off there. Uh, there is a good reason for it. I didn't just go crazy and just... Um, <laughs> it wasn't just a random decision. No, um, no. See, I got... a. Uh, the, I, I mentioned it before, I got psoriasis, so uh, I, I have it on my head there, so I thought it'd be easier to clear up if I just, you know, stopped scratching. Yeah, let some sun get to it, you know, mm. maybe put some put some lotions on there and things, and yeah. Yeah. yeah, before you know it, it'll be smooth as a baby's butt. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, if you've missed any of our previous episodes, uh, be sure to go back and check those out. Uh, some pretty good stuff in there. Mm. Uh, but on today's episode, uh, we are going to be talking about the multi-talented Charlize Theron. And before we go any further, I, I have to apologize because uh, I, I actually, in a couple of uh, promos for this episode, I realized that I mispronounced uh, her last name. Oh, uh, really? Oh. I, I said I said Theron instead Theron. of Theron. Theron. But to be fair, I have heard it pronounced that way yeah. before as well. Yeah. But apparently she does not prefer that uh, pronunciation of her name. It is actually oh, you've, Theron. You've, so You've done offended her. Yes. So yeah. I, my, my sincere apologies, Miss Theron. If you ever happen to see this, uh, my apologies for <laughs> <laughs> for mispronouncing uh, your name, but uh, sounds awfully close to throne, which she mo- most definitely. It sounds more because less. she's it, great. The, the throne sounds a little bit more elegant, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it, but it but it is but it is uh, the preferred pronunciation is mm-hmm. there and so, uh, yeah. but uh, extremely talented uh, actress mm-hmm. and so so versatile uh, just the oh, yeah. the range of, of roles that she's played over the years like uh, she's one of those action she's mainly an action actress or dramatic actress yes. I guess is the she, proper term she she looks like a model but but she has played these really gritty Mm-hmm. Uh, types of roles, and we'll get into that uh, more as we, you know, talk about her career. But yeah. like, but things that are like so far away from what you would think somebody mm-hmm. like that, you know, would play. And occasionally, she does do a little bit of comedy, mm-hmm. and, so. and and she's uh, and she's very good with that as well. Uh, but uh, just to talk a little bit about her background and where she came from and everything. So she was born August seventh, nineteen seventy five in Benoni, Transvaal, South Africa, mm-hmm. uh, which is interesting. Uh, not too many uh, actors, I think, that came out of, of South Africa that I can uh, think of right off not, the top of my head. Not that I can think of off the top of mine either. Um, I'm sure there is one or two or anything, but there's probably not very many. No. But um, she, she worked as a model and a ballet dancer during her teenage years uh, growing up in South Africa. Uh, and, uh, you know, obviously there's not as much opportunity uh, for performers uh, in a country like that. So like many people, you know, she made the decision to uh, come to America and uh, she was actually accepted into the Joffrey Ballet in New York. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, a knee injury prevented her from having a career as a mm. dancer. And it's always a knee injury, isn't it? Seems like it, whether it's uh, sports or 
uh, or dancing or yeah, something along I'm, those I'm, lines. I'm thinking of like Dwayne Johnson, how he was going to be like a football player and mm-hmm. everything, and then a knee injury, or, or was it a knee injury? You, you see, yeah, you see that kind of thing uh, a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, so uh, she, she learned uh, to speak English by watching American television, uh, soap mm-hmm. operas and things like that. And uh, so she decided to uh, start pursuing an acting career and her mother actually paid for a one-way ticket to LA and so she could uh, get her acting career started. One-way ticket, meaning... One-way ticket, meaning... meaning like, you you, yeah, you, you got to do it. You're, there's you're no, there's no way back, you know, which uh, is interesting that she would... That, she, that her mother would choose that because typically parents like it, that's the way it was with my parents mm-hmm. when I told them that I wanted to be an actor it was more the opposite it was yeah. they were kind of discouraging like you we know don't want that's, you to go that's to not LA. a very no. that's not a stable not a stable life not a stable yeah. career you know stay here and like you know get a degree in something where you can actually get a normal job and here, here's the funny thing about normal jobs there's no guarantee that you're going to keep that job either right uh, there's no guarantees in anything in this yeah. world uh, but I mean, I can see their point as yeah. well that it, yeah. it, it is very the, the the industry is extremely unpredictable and and there's a lot of rejection, you know, probably just as much rejection as there is. Uh, I'd say I'd say the people getting that, a role. Yeah, the the people that uh, can take the rejection and still move forward are the ones that actually get going more so. Yeah. Than I that. think it motivates you more, you mm-hmm. know, because you're like the ones that might. Take it a little too seriously and get hurt feelings and stuff, and turn back. Those those people won't. Yeah, that's the thing. You're, you have you have to have the determination, or you're just not going to make it. Uh, it's uh, so uh, so. This was uh, 1994 when she moved to LA, and uh, she was beating down the doors of all kinds of agents in Hollywood. And, you know, none, none of them wanted to have anything to do with her. And, uh, and you know, which, which happens a lot. It's like, yeah. you know, trying to get noticed because there's so much competition, you know, in, in a town like that. And so the funny thing was that she was actually, she was discovered by an agent, but not the way you would think. She went to a bank to try to cash a check that her mother had given her because her mother was basically supporting her like when she moved to LA she got an, uh, I think she was staying in a hotel and so her mother was sending her you know a few hundred bucks uh, a week or whatever to survive out there but she she went to the bank to cash a check for $500 and the bank wouldn't cash it because she wasn't an American citizen yet hmm. and so she basically uh, made a scene at the bank uh, like just really, I guess, raised hell, and and an agent happened to be standing behind her, and saw something in her, like I guess the 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 fire or whatever, the passion in her over this, and he gave her his business card, and then he ultimately represented her, and and then she started getting uh, slowly getting roles. Funny how things like that work. Yeah, uh, so I suppose she was. Uh, discovered in a way you know you hear about that kind of thing happening a lot where somebody is Mm. discovered at just the you know they see somebody in a grocery store or something like that and they're like you know oh this person has a really unique look or they would you know they would their face would look great on a screen and 
Um, and obviously she did some modeling and so she, you know, she had that, that look and a lot of, she, she uh, had her headshots ready. Yeah. A mm-hmm. lot of, a lot of people, uh, start, start out as models, you know, before mm-hmm. becoming actors. So that, that's a pretty typical thing. Uh, so yeah, that's how she got started, uh, in the business and, uh, her first, uh, role, uh, it was a non-speaking role. Uh, in the movie Children of the Corn 3, uh, Urban Harvest, in 1995. Hmm. Uh, I never watched any of the Children yeah, of Corn movies. I, I hadn't seen them either. I, you know, and, I, and I love horror, but uh, for some reason, I missed, missed those. Stephen uh, King, of all things. Yeah, yeah and, I, and I have seen, that's, I've seen a lot of Stephen King movies, too, but hmm. I never saw the Children of the Corn movies. Uh, so, so that's where she got her start, and then uh, her first speaking role uh, was in the movie Two Days in the Valley in 1996, uh, where she played a, a hit woman, uh, Helga Svelgen. Uh, that's, that's a name for you. Helga Svelgen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mm. Yeah, uh, and I guess it kind of, after playing that role, I guess, you know, she... She started getting some attention, and uh, and suddenly everybody was wanting to cast her in roles of that type. Hmm. Uh, but she didn't want to do that. She didn't want to be uh, typecast, and you know she wanted to right. be able to you know to broaden her uh, her talents. Uh, and uh, and so uh, they said that uh, the film kind of got mixed reviews, uh, but there was a lot of attention on her performance. Uh, particularly because of a fight scene uh, that she had with uh, Terry Hatcher uh, in that movie, and uh, but but again, you know, she she didn't want to keep playing those same types of characters over and over again. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you know she she actually I didn't know this, but she she had auditioned uh, for the movie Showgirls, uh, wasn't wasn't cast. But through that, uh, she met another talent agent, J.J. Uh, mm. Harris, who would eventually become her agent for like the next 15 years. And she was really the one that, that got uh, Charlize a lot of her uh, breakthrough uh, roles um, and, you know, variety of genres and, and things like that. Um, you know, she, she had a little part in uh, uh, That Thing You Do. Uh, uh, oh, with Tom really? Hanks, Tom Hanks, nineteen ninety six. And I think he directed that too, didn't he? Yeah, and uh, which was a uh, which was a good uh, good movie. You know, I, I enjoyed I've, that movie. And, I have and yet to see it. I've yet to see it, but um, it's good. It's, it's on my watch list. Yeah, because um, I'm a big Tom Hanks fan. Tom Hanks has got to be one of my favorite actors. Yeah, and if if, uh, if I were to have been an actor, be I'd, I'd like it to have a resume like Tom Hanks. I mean, my oh goodness. gosh, like. You know, we were actually, I was just talking about that the other night. Like when you're, uh, I mean, when you're Tom Hanks, it's like you're pretty much anything you do almost is going to be like Academy Award Mm. eligible. It's like, (laughs) it's like when you're at that level, it's like, you know, it's, uh, it's effortless uh, for somebody like that. You know, they're Mm. just, you know, they're just good at everything they do. And apparently Charlize Theron is a big Tom Hanks fan too, Mm. uh, because, I guess one of the first movies that she saw uh, as a child was Splash. And she fell in love with Tom Hanks after that, and she, uh, for years, and she's acknowledged that too, that she had always had a big crush on on Tom Hanks. And she loved him in that movie, 
and uh, and she she felt like uh, she could have in watching um, Daryl Hannah's performance in that movie. Mm-hmm. She said that uh, she thought she she could do it better, <laughs> which <laughs> which is funny. Uh, but but later on, when she got to work on that thing you do, mm-hmm. she actually had Tom Hanks autograph her script, and uh, and then uh, years and years later, she ended up presenting him uh, with an award, uh, and he he talked about how big of a fan he was of her and mm. and her career over the years so that's kind of cool it's like how often do you get to not only meet one of your heroes but to get high work, work, work in a movie too, with and them and meet them and yeah. then later on to have that kind of admiration from you know because you that, know that because be, they're one of your peers i mean that would be I wouldn't even know what to think. I, I'm sure you wouldn't know what to think if, if uh, one of your heroes was like, I'm a big fan of yours. And you're like... <laughs> it's like, really? Because I've been uh, a fan of yours, you know, since I was like, you know, it's like, since you I was this big. Me. No way. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, I thought that was, uh, thought that was pretty cool. Um, I guess her breakthrough role, uh, the one that really brought her a lot of attention was uh, The Devil's Advocate in 1997, uh, which uh, she co-starred alongside Al Pacino and Keanu Reeves in that. Um, and she was basically playing the, uh, the wife of uh, this uh, really successful uh, lawyer, and, and so that garnered a lot of attention uh, for her. Um, I'm, I'm ashamed to say I've not seen that one either. Yeah. Um, but that sounds like a really good movie. I've seen I've seen the bits and pieces of it and everything like that, and I'm like that 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 the the, uh, the dialogue there sounds really delicious. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, and you know, and Pacino is you know, always, it's just like always. You know, I mean, my goodness. he's one of the most watchable actors out there. And this is still early on in her career, and she's already working with greats, legendaries like that. Mm. And um, it just shows and, how much talent she has already. And oh yeah. And the uh, I think the first movie that I can remember seeing her in was uh, Mighty Joe Young in yes. 1998. Yes, I, uh, I only vaguely remember the movie because I, I think vaguely. I only saw it once. And but I but yeah. I do remember her. I do remember her performance in that and how. I mean, it's her and Bill Paxton. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bill Paxton was also a very phenomenal actor, no longer with us, unfortunately. Exactly, yeah. But. Uh, but yeah, I remember that. Now I remember it because I'm pretty sure I've seen it more times than just once. However, that was back in 1999. I was born in 1993, so you can do the math yeah. on how old I was. Yeah. Uh, but I but I do definitely remember her in that movie and mm-hmm. how she stood out because you know she you know has uh, you know has a very unique uh, look mm-hmm. to her. Like I said, she. You know, she she looks more like you know a model, you know, than an actor. Not that you can't have both of those, because many times they go yeah. hand in hand. But yeah, I, I remember that. And uh, and then uh, another big one for her the next year, 1999, was uh, the Cider House Rules, uh, where her character it was kind of controversial because. Uh, 
her character was uh, trying to get an abortion, and this was like during World War II. Oh, yes. So those kinds of things were Mm -hmm. very uh, taboo uh, back Mm. then. And so, you know, that that, uh, got a lot of attention for her as well, just playing uh, a role like that. Um, She, you know, was making a lot of uh, magazine covers uh, by this time, you know, the late 90s. You know, she was on the cover of Vanity Fair and... Uh, famously, she uh, she made uh, the cover of uh, Playboy in 1999, but they used it, like and there was a big lawsuit that re- resulted from this because they used some nude photos that she had done back in '94, like during her modeling career, mm-hmm. but they did not get her permission to use those images. Mm. And because she was starting to become famous by this point, you know, yeah, and, and was, uh, so she actually, uh, she ended up uh, suing them, uh, Playboy, but it was, but she, she lost a lawsuit, believe it or hmm. not. It was actually, it was unsuccessful, but, uh, but yeah, Crazy. I thought that was interesting that, you know, somebody could, could get away with something like that, you know, using yeah. pictures. It's not like she actually did a photo shoot for them. It's like they took pictures from another part of her career. And yeah, that does seem rather wrong to me. It, it, it's one of those uh, lawsuits where you're like, it makes perfect sense why they sued. Similar to the Crispin Glover suing over the Robert Zemeckis and Bob Right, Gale. because they replaced replaced him um in the in the sequels, yeah. with I mean, a we'll different actor, to, and, we'll get into that when we get yeah. to Back to the Future right. and everything. But um, but it's, it's a similar thing because you know an actor's face—that's their livelihood, right. and, and you know if if you're making buck off of their without their say so, that's yeah. very wrong. I mean, that it is. I mean, it's uh, it's illegal. I mean, mm-hmm. it is illegal. Yeah. I don't know how they were able to get around that. Probably because the late Hugh Hefner just had all kinds of money to be able to fight that and, and yeah. you know. dirty old um, man yes <laughs> but uh so so her career was really starting to take off early 2000s uh brought a lot of memorable roles as well um reindeer games uh with ben affleck uh, mm-hmm. uh was a good one uh the legend of bagger vance uh, which I, I don't know if you saw that one. That was with, uh, mm-hmm. this was in, both of these were in, in 2000, but that's the one with uh, Will Smith uh, where he played uh, a golfer. Um, huh. And, I hadn't uh, even heard of that one. I'm, I'm going to have to research on that one. Uh, a Curse of the Jade Scorpion uh, in uh, 2001, which actually, which actually featured uh, Dan Aykroyd was in, was in that, uh, like had kind of a smaller role in that. Um, but, uh, you know, like, you know, she, she commented on that, that part of her career, you know, the early part of her career where, you know, she was, uh, making, it, she was making some good movies, but she was, you know, making a lot of bad movies too. And she acknowledged mm-hmm. that, that, that some of them were just, she just was not, uh, proud of, but yeah. like many people, that's just kind of the way that, I mean, when you're just starting out, you just you really don't want to say no to anything. You're just kind of taking whatever comes your way because you want to get noticed. You want to get that recognition. Um, and then uh, The Italian Job. Ah, oh, yes. Great, great movie. That was Where in Norton uh, 2003. And, uh, 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 Mark Wahlberg. Was it Mark Wahlberg in that one? Yeah. 
I'm, no, it was, yeah, it was Mark Wahlberg. Was Mark I'm getting I, for a minute there. I had to think yeah. because I was getting it. I was getting it mixed up with the Bourne supremacy. I was thinking uh, of that yeah. with with you, you were uh, thinking of Matt, Matt Damon. Damon. Yeah, but, yeah. But no, the Italian job was was really great, which of course was a remake. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the original uh, movie from 1969 starred uh, Michael Caine. Yeah. Uh, but it's basically, this, you know, the same uh, you know same plot and everything. But uh, great, Just, great action uh, yeah. movie, and uh, you know, uh, of course, you know, they had a lot of really great uh, car chases in there too, which you know, that's that's kind of my jam, you know, as we know. So, yeah. uh, but uh, but you know, enjoyed uh, her role uh, in that, uh, where she was basically um, she was like a safe cracker, like a vault uh, technician in that, if you will. Um, and then probably the the role that really like uh, put her on the map in terms of like critical acclaim and uh, just worldwide recognition for her performance was uh, Monster, Monster twenty twenty oh three as well. Yes, we uh, made a big a splash with that one. Uh, no pun intended with the Tom Hanks movie. Right. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I mean, you know, really you know to to you know play a, a role like that where she was well she played uh the famous uh serial killer Eileen Warnos who was a, a former prostitute who uh, mm-hmm. in Florida who had uh killed uh six men uh and you know just it was really like uh, it was really a, a gruesome kind of thing, and 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 now there's been so many uh, actors who have uh, taken on that challenge of playing uh, a serial killer, and and mm. some have done it really well, and um, and and you know she was one of them, uh, and, she, and actually it earned her an Academy Award uh, for it that did, role. Didn't it? Yeah, uh, and and, uh, and it's very interesting because that's one of the roles where she really shown, you know. You don't have to be pretty, because uh, she um, she purposefully uh, made herself not attractive. Right, and uh, and she would go on to do that uh, in, in future roles as well. She mm. was really good at that, which is you know we talked about her being a bit of a chameleon when it comes to yeah. acting, and that it all she can she can with really monster. she can all really transform her look. I mean, she put on like thirty pounds for that role, and really you know made herself look. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, she looked rough. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. not. You know, yeah, not she was almost yeah. unrecognizable. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, a lot of uh, you know high praise for that movie and critical acclaim, and um, and you know she won the Oscar for that, and which was a big deal because she was at the time that she was the first uh, South African to win uh, an Oscar, yeah. uh, which was really cool. And then by um, by 2006, she had become one of the highest-paid uh, actresses uh, in Hollywood, and you know she was earning like up to 10 million uh, per film uh, by then. So her career was well, uh, well on its way. Um, some other, I guess, notable, um, notable roles and things, uh, kind of from that time period. Uh, she actually in in uh, 2005 she had a little recurring role on the series Arrested Development, uh, oh, where she yes. was where she was playing uh, Jason Bateman's uh, girlfriend uh, for a little while right, on that. She right. was like, um, 
like she was she was like mentally challenged uh and which you know that was really that's a really hilarious uh, <laughs> uh, uh tv series and and uh certainly put uh Jason Bateman uh, back on the map too. That was really the yes. thing that, that took his, you know, brought his career back. Um, and she, she also, uh, she did some voiceover work uh, as well. Uh, of course, you're a big gamer. Uh, didn't know if you're familiar with the uh, Eon Flux uh, video game, but she yes. provided uh, yes. a voice for that. And even showed up in, and she even played the lead character in the movie version. Yeah, and, and that was another one that she uh, received a lot of. Uh, she received an award for that as well, for which, um, you know, the, just receiving a, an award for uh, voiceover work in a video game, you know, that mm-hmm. just shows you, like, you know, where, you know, where we're at, you know, now and just the popularity of, of, of games and everything. Video games but, are... Kind, so back in the early 2000s, comic book movies were not very good. Video game movies, not very good. Um <laughs> We've reached the point where comic book movies are phenomenal. You know, they, they've reached the high point where they must be good. Uh, video game movies are starting to get that way. Mm. Uh, I don't know if how you feel about the Sonic the Hedgehog movie or uh, Detective Pikachu. I mean, they're a bit more children friendly, but yeah, but again, they're still towards, go- uh, kids. good. Um, and but lately, video game movies have started to up. I don't think A and Flux was a very good movie, mm. um, unfortunately. But it did not deter her career any. I don't think. No, no. I mean, she, you know, she just kept kept getting better. I think, you know, from there and 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 playing a, a variety of different roles uh, and uh, different, you know, working in different genres. Uh, that same year, uh, she was also in uh, the drama North Country. Uh, where she was playing a, a single mother who worked uh, in an iron mine, uh, who was a victim of sexual harassment, uh, and so th- that was, I guess, one of those movies that were kind of like along the lines of uh, movies like like uh, Norma Ray, you know, with Sally Field, and uh, and Silkwood uh, with uh, Meryl Streep. You know the, those stories of of women who overcome these horrible uh, circumstances and kind of rise above their mm. situation. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And um, other other things uh, along the way. Um, uh, Twenty oh seven, uh, another another movie that you know that, and we mentioned awards a lot because uh, she actually, I mean, she's she's been nominated uh, and has won you know so many awards like throughout uh, her career, uh, but uh, but she received a lot of critical acclaim. Uh, Twenty oh seven for the movie, uh, it was like a police drama in the Valley of of Ella. Um, and uh, and she was she was getting into producing around this time as well because her uh, her agent uh, that she had had for many years uh, had encouraged her to you know to become a producer to be more involved you know to with like creative control and everything with the types of movies that she was doing, um, and uh, she she would end up um, acting with uh, Will Smith again mm. uh, in uh, Hancock. 
Hancock, which is uh, <laughs> also reuniting with Jason Bateman. Yes, uh, and uh, which which I thought was was a good good movie, a little uh, little different kind of little kind of different take on mm-hmm. the on the superhero genre with because and of course this was during the time when superhero movies were not as popular. Yeah, yeah, and um, so she hit and miss. You know, so she was playing the uh, ex-wife of. Uh, Will Smith's character Hancock, which was uh, he was an alcoholic, mm-hmm. <laughs> an alcoholic superhero. So it's like yeah. you you don't really see that very often. Uh, someone who is is playing such a flawed uh, superhero, but it was just a it, you know it was a, a different sort of spin on on the superhero genre. I thought it was a, a pretty creative spin. Honestly, yeah. it was. Um, and she kind of uh, she kind of took a, a little bit of a. Not necessarily, I guess, a hiatus, but there were definitely some fluctuations in her career mm. uh, for a little while there uh, between like 2009 and 2016. You know, she was kind of back and forth and even took a couple of years off uh, from acting uh, during that time. Um, and, and, and she started doing uh, commercials uh, for uh, Dior. Uh, for their uh, Jador uh, fragrance, uh, mm. that's I used to be. I used to be really good at French, uh, but uh, I've kind of lost some of that. Yeah, I've, know, I've, I've lost it too. Jador, I don't know. I can't. <laughs> I, can't I can't do it now. I've, I've lost it too. I was. Uh, I was. I was actually really good at French. And, yeah, I, I took two years of French in high school, and I, I understand French a far, far better than I do Spanish. Yeah, I, I like. I used to be able to do the. Uh, what do you call it? Like the the trills or whatever with your mm. with your R's and stuff, and the way yes. they kind of like there's a the French have a very different way of like um, like the way they pronounce their R's and everything. It's it's like uh, see je je There's like a little bit of there's a, you can hear that like there's a little just a little bit of um, uh, like a, I don't know what do you call it. Uh, not um, it's a little. Not like you know, not like Arabic or something like that, but it's yeah. it's a little bit is is flimmy is flimmy the right word for that? Yeah, it's a little bit I'm of thinking. like I'm you know, it's like a little flim, bit of little, a little bit of yeah. you know, there's a little bit of that in there. Not <laughs> not really really yeah. harsh, it's, it's, but no, yeah, but like you said, not Arabic or anything. Yeah, like it's that. it's, it's much more yeah. like subtle and and kind of soft. But anyway, uh, <laughs> but anyway, she did <laughs> she did uh, commercials uh, for Dior for many years. And, uh, and I think that, you know, that probably got her as much attention as the, the movies and things that she was doing. Uh, cause, cause I can, I can remember those, definitely remember those, uh, commercials, uh, right. from back then. Yeah. Um, and then, and then she, after kind of taking a little break there, she, she started getting more heavily into acting again. Uh, starting with the 2011 film, uh, it was a uh, sort of a black comedy called Young Adult, uh, which was directed by Jason Reitman. Uh, Jason Reitman. Yeah. Yes. So, so that, uh, you know, that began a, a little uh, kind of a working relationship uh, mm-hmm. with him. And, it's interesting, uh, Jason Reitman, having, he, he has a very different t- uh, taste in filmmaking than his father. Yeah. So it's, it's very, uh, he, he doesn't make, um, you know, he's, he doesn't make necessarily, you know, movies that, 
he's not going for the really popular movies like the ones that he thinks everybody is going to mainstream i guess it's yeah. not you know it's, it's he, not mainstream he's, he, yeah. he go, he's he's more about story and more about uh, character driven uh, mm-hmm. stories as opposed to just making like big box office popcorn movies which of course we know he can do that you know no, as yeah. well oh yeah um and uh she uh she had some other, you know, notable notable uh, roles uh, through the years, uh, playing uh, in 2012, playing uh, the evil queen uh, Ravenna in Snow White and yes. the uh, Seven Huntsmen, or no, Snow Snow White and the Huntsman with uh, yes. Chris Hemsworth, uh, and even returning for the sequel, I believe. Um, and here's the interesting thing about that is is that. Uh, Okay, Snow White and the Huntsman, and then the sequel was just the Huntsman, because they right, kicked right. Uh, what's her they kicked uh, what's her name off. Is it Stuart? Is it Chris? Uh, Kristen Stewart? Is it? Yeah, Kristen Stewart. Uh, not a huge fan of her, so I don't. Mm. Know. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, the, I actually did watch both of those movies, and honestly. That that was like the interesting time because there was another Snow White movie that came out during that same year. It's 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 one of those weird scenarios where there's okay, there's two movies coming out, same concept, same, same characters and yeah. everything, but they do it in a different way. And one's going to be good, one's going to be bad. Right. Uh, so the same thing with uh, so that one, the other one was Mirror Mirror. Okay. Okay. So the yeah. same year. There yeah, there was a there was a period there where that was where they were taking things like that, fairy tales and mm-hmm. uh and turning them into these like really dark like horror movies like they did yeah. they did one I think like that with like Little Red Riding Hood. Mm-hmm. I think I think what started that was the big big movie uh I think it was a pretty big success, honestly. Uh Brothers Grimm. I think oh, that's yeah. what started. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. Which that one was pretty good. Uh, that was freaky, but pretty good. I, I, I mean, um, but um, but yeah, uh, Snow White and the Huntsman. I thought was actually it was far better than Mirror Mirror. Yeah, and um, and later on, she proved that she could also hold her own uh, in the comedy world. Uh, she, you know, she hosted uh, SNL. Mm. And uh, and then in 2014, uh, she starred alongside uh, Seth MacFarlane in uh, A Million Ways to Die in the West. Yes. Oh, I, I actually have a funny story about that movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, I went and seen it with, uh, at the time, my ex-fiance. Uh, and uh, went to see it, and she had a, a box of crunch, a bunch of, bunch of crunch. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And there, there came that scene with uh, Neil Patrick Harris's character where he had diarrhea and he <laughs> <laughs> he craps in the with the hat. And <laughs> she, she couldn't finish that that bunch of crunch after, after that. that. <laughs> yeah, just looked at that and it just nope, nope. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> this is it's it's so funny. I'm I'm gonna get. Uh, I'm going to get a lot of, uh, of crap about this one, uh, no pun intended, uh, from my <laughs> wife uh, on this because uh, because of the way that I uh, so easily laugh at toilet humor. But oh, yeah. it's just, uh, I, I'm sorry, but it's just, I don't know, like Speaks to the fart, inner child, farting yeah. is hilarious yeah. to me, pooping is hilarious <laughs> to me, 
just bodily functions like in general but yeah i guess uh, like dylan said it's like the kid in me so i will always just i will instantly laugh at, at <laughs> stuff like that uh <laughs> but i remember that now that's so funny that she couldn't finish eating after after seeing that uh, uh and uh now i know the i did not see this movie but uh you know, 2015, she was in Mad Max uh, Fury Road, oh, where she I played. I did see that. Uh, I did see that. Imperator uh, uh, Furiosa. Furiosa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I saw uh, the original Mad Max with Mel Gibson, but yes. I never saw uh, this one. Oh, oh uh, this one was really good. Now, of course, uh, it is. I'd say the Mad Max movies, they kind of take. They're all sequels, but then again, not sequels. Because in each movie, he ends up having the car back. But I think if you remember correctly, like specifically in like Road Warrior, was it Road Warrior? Or in each movie, the car ends up being destroyed. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, so it makes no sense that he would have the car again in the sequel. Yeah. Does that mean? Yeah. So they're all standalone stories of whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's like they're connected, but not. But not. Yeah. And in this one, uh, uh, Tom Hardy's playing Mad Max and uh, replacing Mel Gibson. Mm-hmm. And uh, here's the interesting thing about that, too, is is that uh, it's, uh, it's not Mad Max's movie. Mad Max is the title character, but it's not his movie. Mm. Uh, it's Furiosa's movie. She's the lead character. It's her story. Mad Max uh, is just... Um, uh, he's just along for the ride, which uh, which is a very interesting way. Like, okay, so and they're actually making a spinoff movie. Charlize Theron is not playing Furiosa in the spinoff, um, but I hope that they do get her again for the next one because honestly, Furiosa is like really amazing character, and she is awesome in that movie. Um, that's that's one movie where she shaved her head for that one. Yep, I do remember um, that. Uh, interesting thing is is that okay? Some people might not think that uh, a female should would look good bald or anything like that. Um, Charlize Theron is 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 she looks good where whatever. It's, there you know, there you there haven't make, been. Uh, you know, like some some women can really pull pull that off. You know, mm-hmm. she's one of them. Uh, Demi Moore uh, in GI Jane. You know, mm-hmm. I thought she pulled it off. Uh, but Karen Gillan in Guardians of the Galaxy can yeah. pull it off too. Uh, and uh, Jada Pinkett Smith. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, mm-hmm. there's uh, you know there's a lot of you know actresses that can't. Oh, don't can't get play. don't get Will Smith to no, no you, let's you, not. The, yeah, we don't want to go go down that. Keep, uh, keep her name yeah. out your mouth. Yeah, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, yeah, it's like we we can. We can all sort of uh, agree that 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 considering that she has uh, a condition, you know, that she has, you know, alopecia, uh, probably was not the best uh, time to make a joke like that uh, on you know, on on public television. Uh, but but yeah, again, it, it's a, it, that, and this this speaks to uh, Charlize Theron's. Uh, commitment to whatever role that she's playing yes. and like the, where she will literally alter her physical appearance just to to bring a, a different kind of life uh, to that role and I think that's why so many people have 
uh, critics and, and everyone alike have praised her so so much uh, through the years because she's really dedicated to, to everything that she does. Um, the next year in 2016, we always we, we already mentioned that, but uh, she re- she reprised her role uh, from uh, from Snow White and the Huntsman mm. in uh, the sequel, which was The Huntsman: Winter's War. Yes, uh, oh, that, that's the name of it. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, and uh, around the same time, uh, Time Magazine had named her as one of the 100 most uh, influential people in the world. Uh, definitely true. Which it's is definitely yeah, true because she's uh, because she's also an activist as well, and she's involved with a lot of different uh, organizations. And um, and going back to her South African roots, she actually got to meet uh, Nelson Mandela. And oh, wow. and then he presented her with an award, and which was like you know she talked about how emotional that was for her. She, I imagine she broke, she so broke, broke wow. down crying and, yeah. and everything. But you know she had done so much uh, for you know for someone who came from uh, from that country. You know nobody else had really achieved you know that kind that level of, of fame you know that she has. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then she's she's definitely uh, in. Uh, more recent years, she's definitely experienced a big, uh, you know, resurgence. Even though I don't think her career ever really, you know, waned. Uh, but Not really, uh, no. but you know, if if you're into uh, the Fast and the Furious franchise, uh, which I am, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a yeah. I'm a huge huge car, car chase, guy. Car chases, you know, lo- I love, crazy car I love chases. Cars. I'm a uh, you know I'm a huge car enthusiast, mm-hmm. uh, and. Now, I will say that uh, the, I particularly enjoy the earlier Fast mm. and Furious movies better than some of these more recent ones. The more recent ones, they kind of went away from the racetrack, and they're now... Well, and, and they started becoming a little bit more um, over the top uh, with the action in terms of, like, you know, again... Yeah. The first I few love, were a little bit more grounded. Yeah. I, again, I love uh, practical stunts and effects and things like that, and those earlier ones really concentrated on that. Now they're just like, what, you know, what, 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 what can we come up with that is like... Um, we need to top that last action scene. Let's go, let's go into space. Yeah. <laughs> and here, here's the thing <laughs> about franchises. It's almost headed in that direction, really. Here, here's the thing about franchises, though. I don't know if you... But if if you really pay attention to franchises, as a franchise lasts long enough, two two things could happen: either they lose, they forget, they don't know what else to do, so they either time travel, or they go into space. Yeah. If and if a franchise goes too long, they go into space or time travel. That is uh, what is referred to in the business as jumping the shark. When mm-hmm. you when once you go into outer space. Like you've uh, reached the end of your, mm-hmm. you've reached the end of your ideas uh, at that yeah. point, and so, and so many other films have done that. But uh, but so in 2017, uh, she starred in uh, The Fate of the Furious, uh, playing a cyber terrorist uh, named Cipher, and so that and so she has. Uh, from that point on, she had joined uh, the Fast and the Furious uh, franchise, and and uh, you know really enjoyed her role in that as well. You know, mm. seeing her, you know, playing a—it's uh, always fun to watch somebody uh, playing a villain. Uh, yeah. You know, when especially when you're uh, not used to you know seeing them in those those kinds of roles, and it's yeah, uh, and it's, it's fun. It, it, Everybody it's always fun. says it's more fun to play a villain. 
it's also kind of terrifying because somehow they, they end up playing the villain better than they could a good guy. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm the you got to stretch yourself more, mm-hmm. you know? Um, um and, um, uh, and then she reunited, uh, with Jason Reitman, uh, again, uh, for the movie Tully, uh, yes. and, uh, you know, playing, a a, a mother, uh, that really just, it kind of, you know, gets into the whole, uh, you know, thing of being a, a single mom and all mm. of the, the, you know, the troubles that come with that. And, yeah. and, um. You know, of course, you know, uh, my own wife, you know, Cynthia, you know, has has had a lot of uh, experience with that, you know, prior prior to us, you know, being married. You know, she was a single mom for, you know, many, many years, pretty much, you know, raised or, you know, our daughters on her own. And so she received, again, a lot of critical acclaim for that. And then... She uh, she got she did a romantic comedy uh, in 2019 alongside Seth Rogen uh, called Long Shot, um, mm-hmm. and so now that's that's an interesting thing. Um, now this is I'm, I'm gonna seg I'm gonna seg try and segue this into this conversation here. So there was an interview where Jack Black uh, was talking about how he did this little movie with uh, I forget her name, but uh, oh, Kate Winslet. Mm. And um, he was talking about how oh he's she's going from Leo DiCaprio to Jack Black. Uh, it's one of those things where it's like interesting because I, I don't know how attractive women might find Seth Rogen, but uh, <laughs> the, the Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron playing like a couple is very in- interesting and everything like that. Because it is. but I mean honestly, I'd say Charlize Theron is out of anyone's league honestly <laughs> i mean my goodness but you know but it but it uh but it works you know like mm-hmm. uh, you know i, I mean uh, it, it, it does once you see it you're like you know what maybe maybe there is hope for me you know well i mean <laughs> that's the thing is like you know i and and i don't really you know like Type, types is overrated having types right. is overrated and and, and mm-hmm. i i've never really liked that term you know like we saying that somebody is like out of someone's league now mm-hmm. uh now granted granted you know i i do it's not that uh you know it's not that i'm unrealistic about you know th- you know things like that and i i do mm-hmm. think that there probably is a degree of of truth in that but for the most part you know i'm somebody who believes that like Love, comes Lo- from love is love, and it comes yeah. in many different forms. And you can't, you know, you can't, can't be put, shallow. Yeah, you can't put a stamp on that and say, well, you know. But I mean, yeah, I get it. You know, some people are like you're attracted to what you're attracted to, and, you know, and, mm. and that's fine. But you know, but when people say stuff like, oh, there's, yeah, you know, there's no way, you know, they don't have a shot in hell with that person. I'm like, you know, it's like you never know because you know, you, you know, I see all you, kinds yeah. of of odd, you know, matches out there. So yeah. and I, so that you know, a movie like that definitely you know speaks to that that you know that there that not only that there's somebody out there you know for everybody but sometimes there's somebody the that title you, of you the movie yeah, long, long shot, shot. <laughs> yeah you know it's a long shot um but uh but yeah any any time that you see you know a uh, uh where they kind of turn that you know tradition on its head a little bit instead mm-hmm. of just being a movie of nothing but pretty people Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it's, uh, I think that's what, that's what makes it work. Cause it's just, yeah. it's more, it's more real world, you know, kind yeah. of stuff. Uh, and then, uh, she now, 
I've heard a lot uh, about this, but I, but uh, again, I, I haven't seen this one, uh, but uh, she did uh, a film called uh, Bombshell. Um, oh, yes. Where she was playing uh, Megan Kelly, uh, and the, whole, the film was, uh, it was directed by uh, Jay Roach, who, as you know, directed the Austin Powers movies. You know, he's mm-hmm. more known for directing comedy than anything else. But uh, but the whole film wa- uh, revolved around that um, uh, the sexual harassment uh, allegations uh, that were made against the uh, the CEO of Fox News, uh, uh, Roger Ailes, yes. by a bunch of his like female um, you know coworkers or whatever, mm. and uh, and everybody says it's it's really good. I need to check check that one out. Uh, but you know, because I always enjoy movies like that too that are based on uh, you know real events, and uh, so you know she uh, she actually was uh, nominated for an Academy Award, actually several awards uh, for for that movie as well, um, and uh, and then uh, she and that was also in 2019, and uh, you know just like you know she's already been used to to getting uh, all of this. Uh, you know, recognition, and and uh, so by 2020, uh, Forbes magazine had uh, named her the ninth highest paid uh, actress in the world. So it's like it's like her career just just keeps, keeps getting bigger right and bigger. You know, it's like yeah. you know, and there and it's rare when you come across an actor or you know actress who uh, doesn't seem to have a ceiling. You know, like some, you know, actors kind of have a cap, you know, they, they reach a point, you know, they reach a peak, you know, in their mm-hmm. career. Yeah. And then you have others that just seem to, you know, it does, you know, even as they get older, you know, they just keep getting better and better and better. And yeah. Like, you know, like Clint Eastwood. I mean, yeah. you know, it's like. Oh, he's not slowing down either. He's, mm-hmm. he's nearing 100. And yeah. He, yeah. Crazy. Um. And and then uh, in 2020, uh, she reprised her role of Cipher uh, in uh, in F9, uh, which was the ninth uh, movie in the Fast and Furious uh, franchise. As the number would uh, suggest. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> that was another one of those yeah. movies that uh, that got delayed uh, due to the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Um, and then, as we were talking about earlier, she is now part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, yes. yeah. uh, thanks to her role in uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, it's a little cameo at the end there. Yeah. Uh, becomes the new love interest to Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a very well... I thought it was a very well-made movie. Um, yeah, I liked it a lot. Um you know, it, it's everything I yeah. wanted Doctor Strange to be the first one. So yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was funny because uh, her role was so quick uh, mm-hmm. in that that I had forgotten that she was in it. I yeah. was like, oh yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, she I, I guess it was much more memorable for me because of where I was and am at in my life right now. Uh, you can just, relate to it. Yeah, uh, relationship-wise and, you know, personal-wise and everything like that. Won't get into anything, any details, but um, I just, I can relate to how Dr. Strange fe- uh, felt at that time. Because, one, 
he was with uh, a person that he loved and admired and one and wanted to be with and but career wise the the way his life is it's not going to happen yeah um, and and then he 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 says to her uh you know I love you in every universe and then and then let's go and then he, and then before he knows it someone else comes along i i don't know who that person is for me but yeah <laughs> but it's uh it's a very nice poetic movie i think yeah um and and many times uh, you know comic book movies have have a way of doing that i think that's mm-hmm. why we enjoy them so much because yeah. they they do you can always find a character in there that you can relate, relate to. to some yeah. way you know and and, yeah. and it kind of uh you know, especially, you know, when they reveal their vulnerabilities, you know, that because even, you know, even mm-hmm. heroes have, they have vulnerabilities, they have, uh, they have their own demons sometimes yeah. that they wrestle with and a little bit of, you know, darkness and, and, and here's the interesting thing about Marvel movies. Here's the, here's the interesting thing about comic book movies in general, uh, DC, uh, DC movies, they're kind of, Here's what uh, I told uh, me and my friend agreed on this here. Marvel movies are movies about um, humans becoming gods, right? Yeah. Uh, and how how would that be? Well, obviously they're very flawed and still going to be very flawed. Uh, DC movies are the reverse: heroes, uh, gods becoming humans. Mm. If you think about it, all those characters were born with their powers basically or destined to already have those powers true yeah a lot of them yeah when you think mm-hmm. about it because the uh, only one that superman is in, yeah, uh, superman, wonder woman wonder woman uh, even uh, the flash which he was kind of predestined already to have superpowers because there's this uh, force coming you know this it wasn't lightning in a or anything lightning in a bottle or whatever like that it was something coming to him and being like yeah you know, um, so he was already predestined. You know, like, like Batman was one of the few out of the DC characters that mm-hmm. was not uh, born with any sort of uh, extra abilities or anything like that. Yeah. It was just all because of his wealth and resources that he yeah. was able to you know, do the things that he could do. And obviously he was very well trained, uh, you know, and athletic and he could fight and everything. But Um, Yeah, that's the only exception. But I always thought that was a very curious thing about Marvel movies, and that's probably why Marvel movies are so much more relatable than DC. Mm. Because we all know what it's like to be human, so there's no point in watching a movie about people learning to become human. It's it's redundant. Uh, But watching a movie about uh, people who are human becoming more than human... It speaks to us in a much more deeper way because we kind of want want that. Yeah, it, it's like, what would it be like if mm-hmm. if we did if if we were in that situation? Like mm-hmm. you know, or or if you start out human and you receive powers, it's like, how do you get used to using those uh, those powers? And so it's like a coming of age uh, kind of thing. And yeah, and, you know, and everyone loves coming your, of age stories to, yeah, too. Yeah, to develop your skills. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, again, we we uh, we've talked about uh, getting back to Charlize there, and we've you know talked about her uh, her activism, and um, she in uh, 2007 she founded the Charlize there in Africa Outreach Project, mm-hmm. uh, and that was uh, created to support um, 
African uh, youth in the uh, in the fight against HIV and AIDS. Uh, so you know, taking it taking it back to uh, her roots and her home country and everything. Um, and uh, 2008, uh, she was named a United Nations Messenger of Peace, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, and just, you know, for the work that she did, you know, through that, um, you know, through that, uh, foundation that, that she started, uh, for, uh, for AIDS and, and HIV. Um, and, uh, and she also, um, you know, has publicly, uh, acknowledged that, you know, she is a supporter of, uh, same-sex marriage. Uh, and so, you know, she's a big, uh, big part of that, uh, community, uh, as well. Um, and, and which I kind of speaks to, I guess, her, her own life and her own, uh, views about marriage, uh, because, uh, she is not married herself. Uh, she, she has, uh, dated several famous people, uh, through the years, uh, including uh, Craig Bierko, uh, Stefan Jenkins from mm. uh, Third Eye Blind, uh, Stuart Townsend, and and then most recently uh, Sean Penn, uh, who she actually she had she had worked with him before uh, in a movie, uh, but uh, but she's never been married, uh, and you know says that uh, you know she just doesn't. She had said in an interview that she, the reason she doesn't want to get married is because she feels like the institution of marriage has kind of become very one-sided. And so, you know, that's why she is supportive. You know, she's supportive of, you know, people who want to, you know, s- to step outside, you know, the, the boundaries of what would, you know, is traditionally, you know, considered uh, in marriage. And, yeah. Um, but she has uh, two adopted children, uh, Jackson and uh, August. So, um, you know, again, you know, very, uh, you know, very well-rounded, very, you know, versatile performer as, as well as, uh, you know, obviously she's very, you know, philanthropic as well and, uh, you know, and very active in a lot of different different things. She has a lot of uh, you know, passions, uh, and, you know, it's always great to see someone, um, you know, pursuing that and, you know, using her influence and her fame, uh, you know, to, you know, for a good cause, you know, to be able to, you know, and, and I think that's what we all, you know, would like to be able to do. You know, I, I know I've said that before about myself that like, you know, it's, it's not just about like, it's not necessarily wanting to be famous or whatever, but it's using it, it. but using it. It's like, if you get to that point, you know, where you're in the limelight, then, you know, obviously you have a a tremendous opportunity there Mm -hmm. to tremendous opportunity and responsibility. Yes. Mm -hmm. To, to reach people, uh, in, in a way that, you know, that you wouldn't be able to otherwise, Mm -hmm. most people don't, don't have a platform to do that on. And so, um, I, you know, I'd like to think that, you know, if, if I ever achieved that, that kind of, um, you know, popularity or, or, you know, fame or whatever, that I would want to use that, uh, for good and to be able to hopefully mm-hmm. make an impact on people, 
uh, you know, not just through performances, you know, the way that so many of my, you know, heroes over the years have done, but on a personal level too, you know, and, uh, would, would you believe that fame amplifies what the person is at heart? I think so. I mean, yeah, and that makes a lot of sense. You know, I mean, you, uh, because it, it, it is you, I mean, that, that performer is a, uh, version of you, uh, mm-hmm. and, um, it's part of your personality and who you are. And so, um, and so, and I'm sure there, I mean, there's plenty of people out there who, you know, who are fake. I mean, it, you know, it does exist. There's people who are yeah. who just put, you know, put on that, uh, persona, that, that air whatever. And, you know, just because it's like a, it's like a PR kind of thing. And, you know, yeah. but, yeah. but I also think that, you there's, know, probably there, probably for every person that's like that, there's there's, there's two also at least two people who are genuine, truly genuine, and mm-hmm. and uh, and and I think uh, Charlize Theron is is you know uh, one of those people, and mm-hmm. uh, she is certainly proven to be a um, you know an inspiration to uh, other women out there. You know, with all that she's been able to do, not only in her career but in her personal life and everything, and and mm-hmm. she's. Uh, very admired and well respected and and um, and so I think it's great that someone like her uh, is out there to be a positive influence uh, on on uh, oh, you um, know, women I'm, I'm, growing up and yeah there's another movie I don't think if you talked about Atomic Blonde oh I didn't yeah I didn't I'd skip I did skip over that didn't I yeah, yeah. yeah. so that was. That was earlier. That was probably after Mad Max Fury Road, but it was somewhere in between that and Bombshell, I believe. Right. But, um, but yeah, that's another great movie. Um, we can we can move on. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. I, no, that's definitely that's another yeah. one. That's I I completely skipped over that. Forgot to. Yeah, that, uh, forgot that, to that's mention that. during the hype of uh, John Wick. Something similar to John Wick. Oh so, right. Yeah. So it's very similar to that, but female lead, and obviously who who better than Charlize Theron to play a action hero yeah. like that yeah she uh she is like the epitome of uh, someone who you know who kind of uh you know presents the whole package you know when it comes to her performances you know mm-hmm. uh, beauty and brains and toughness and uh a little bit of edginess and uh and sometimes uh sometimes downright scariness uh <laughs> so, you know uh you know because she can definitely play those uh twisted and disturbed uh characters as well so and i think that's what you you know everybody that everybody who is an actor uh strives for is to you don't want to be put in a box and you don't want uh to be labeled or typecast in a certain way and so Mm -hmm. if, if you can you know if you can do that if you can you know, uh, play a variety of roles convincingly, then it just makes you so much more uh, valuable uh, in Hollywood. And I think she's got a, uh, you know, got a very, very long career still uh, ahead of her. Yes, definitely. Um, But uh, we're just about out of time here. Uh, But uh, as always, before we go, uh, we just want to remind everybody to be sure and uh, uh, subscribe, like, and share uh, to our YouTube channel. Uh, and, uh, when you do subscribe, be sure to, uh, tap that nice little bell icon so that you're receiving all the notifications whenever new episodes or content are posted. And, uh, we are uh, doing some extra stuff now. Uh, we've started, uh, posting some shorts, 
uh, and uh, some clips as well. Uh, so, you know, if you, and, the, and those have proven to be pretty popular, you guys seem to really be liking those. So we're definitely going to do a lot more of that. Uh, and, uh, we're also going forward, uh, starting with this episode, we're going to start, um, kind of breaking the episode up, uh, into segments, uh, which, you know, a lot of other, uh, channels do it just makes it easier. So, you know, maybe if you don't have time to watch the entire episode, it will kind of be divided up into chapters so that you can just access whatever section or whatever topic that you're really interested in hearing about. So we think that's going to be uh, really helpful for everybody. Uh, be sure to follow us on our socials as well. We are on all of the major social media platforms. And we will have those links available for you on the bottom of your screen as well as... Um, uh, in the uh, down below uh, in the video's description uh, and uh, in the closing credits of every episode. So there is no way whatsoever that uh, you can miss those. We're going to uh, beat you over the head uh, with that because we, because we, uh, you know, we need all the subscribers and followers we can get. So, uh, so be sure to uh, check those pages out. Uh, and uh, there's plenty of other places where you can catch the podcast. Uh, we're, uh, we'll have those links again uh, for you in, in the video's description. But, you know, just to name a few, we're also on uh, Spotify and iHeartRadio and Amazon Music. So there's uh, plenty of places where you can uh, catch us, whether you want to watch the podcast or listen to it. Um, and, uh, and we really, more than anything, we just want to hear from you guys. Like, you know, we want you to get in on the conversation. Uh, so uh, there's a lot of ways you can do that. Uh, you can comment uh, on the episodes uh, on YouTube. Uh, you can go to our socials and leave comments for us there. Or you can reach us uh, by emailing us on our official podcast email, uh, kimmelandcox at gmail.com. Uh, and uh, one last thing. Uh, just want to direct everybody to our Patreon page again. And that's another really unique way where you can uh, support us um, and just by contributing. Uh, you know, it, it's uh, great, you know, to have the, uh, the likes and the comments and the follows and all that. But, uh, you know, doing something like this, uh, if we really want to do it on a bigger scale, uh, you know, it, um, it takes funding uh, to do that, uh, sadly. Um, you know, we're right now we're doing this, uh, out of our, you know, own pockets. And, uh, so, you know, if you were to contribute, uh, it's, you know, you would like Dylan has mentioned before, in essence, you would be like a, a producer and, uh, and we would give you credit, uh, for that. Yeah. At the uh, moment we're working on a shoestring budget. Yes. Uh, which or no budget at all. Pretty much. Yeah. It, it's, uh, you know, uh, Dylan uh, has uh, most of the equipment, pretty much, well, all the equipment that we use has been supplied by Dylan. Things that he already had or has purchased uh, to be able to do the podcast. Uh, but, you know, it, with, uh, with your help, uh, we could take this thing to a whole new level. We could look into getting a, a permanent uh, studio space uh, where, you know, we could uh, have, you know, maybe some 
some green screen action going on there and uh, just be a much uh, slicker uh, looking environment. And we just want to be able to deliver the highest quality podcast that we possibly can. So, so definitely get on there and, uh, and check out some of the perks that we're offering because we believe, I mean, if you're going to contribute, we want to give you something back uh, for, uh, for your generous contribution. So, uh, so check that out and see if there's anything on there that uh, strikes your fancy, and uh, and we would love to have that support. Uh, next week is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we are going to be digging into a franchise that has been uh, certainly was a huge part of my childhood, and I'm sure it was uh, for Dylan uh, as well. Uh, but uh, we are going to be talking about. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, the first uh, movie in that franchise uh, from 1990, and uh, I can't wait for that. Uh, it's one that I've really been uh, looking forward to, so uh, I think you guys are going to enjoy it as well. Uh, but anyway, uh, we hope you'll join us here next week, and until then, uh, be good to yourselves, and we'll see you next time. You dipstick.